0: Well, good morning. Good morning, Palm Coast, Florida. How we doing today? Hope everyone is doing super, super well. This is Paul Tretner, your fearless leader here and host of um, On The Green. Hope everyone is super, super good. Like I said, um, as many of you know, if you're a new listener here, we started this show back in March, and I tell you what, it is growing, and we're loving it, man. I'm getting some really good feedback. I'll be in Walmart. I'll get people, you know, stopping me and stuff, which is pretty cool to see, you know? So it's it's working. Hey, something's working here. So, you know, it's great, too. Um, personally, I personally listen to WNZF. I listen to 98.7, 100.9. I listen to 92.7 here and there. Probably 98.7s on my, my car more often, but... Uh, I use local businesses. I mean, the sponsorship for the radio is fantastic. And um, I'm not going to mention who I use. I don't want to be that guy. But anyway, I've used several companies. So, uh, you know, if there is, you have a local business, radio is a great way to promote. And uh, I'd love you to sponsor our golf show. If you're a golfer, let me know. So, hey, we're going to have a great show for you here today. We're going to talk a little bit about the Ryder Cup, but we're going to save that for the latter part of the show. Rich Smith, p j member, a good friend of mine, he's going to be calling in. Rich was our CEO of the North Florida PGA, which is a really big title. And uh, he's retired from that and uh, still a PGA member. But we're going to talk to him about the Ryder Cup. There was some really interesting stuff. As you all know, we lost the Ryder Cup. But uh, I think it's important that we go over a couple things there and just have some fun with that. But anyway, uh, so yeah, this golf show is all about uh, trying to help your golf game out a little bit. And you may say, well, look, I can go right to the Internet and and get Hank Haney's... um, best tips and this and that. And yeah, I totally get it. And I'm not here to compete against Hank Andy. What I'm here to do though, I've got 25 years as a PGA member under my belt, been teaching for longer than that. And I really think I can uh, help you out with the, some little, little things. Last week, I discussed a few things. I s- discussed a driver and, and um, your pre-shot routine and so forth. So I spoke about three different things. I'm going to concentrate on driver. So if you're listening, kick back and relax for a moment here. If you're having issues with your tee shot, you need to figure that out. Why? First off, the driver will set up your golf hole. Obviously, this is not the par threes. Well, you may hit driver on a par three. Nowadays, there's 200-yard, 230-yard par threes sometimes. Go look at Grand Reserve, hole number six. If you play Grand Reserve, you know exactly what I'm saying. For the back tees, I think it's 245, which is really, really cool. And far and tough, but that's okay. That gets our competition and our our blood flowing. But anyway, a good drive really sets up the hole. So a couple things we want to do right here. If you're a guy listening right now, chances are 85% of men slice the golf ball. Why is that? I'm just going to get right to the chase. It's because you're sliding ahead of the golf ball before impact. Anytime you slide ahead of the ball, the club will lag behind and be open. Hence, slice the golf ball. This is for righties. I'm talking righties right now. So lefties, you know, just flip it around if you could. Um, But anyway, yeah, 85% of men slice, give or take. So when we start our round of golf on the first hole, peg up your ball, tee up your golf ball, the height of the golf ball, should be half of the ball. The equator of the golf ball should be at the physical top of your driver. So a little bit more ball above the driver. It's pretty important, the height of the tee. doesn't sound like much, but this is important because you're going to be sweeping up into the ball. So you want to have it a little higher than lower. <clears throat> know your ball flight. If you're hitting the ball left to right, what you want to try to do, if you can, is line up more towards the right tee marker. Aim down the left rough line, or the left rough, depending upon how far you're, you're hitting your left to right. Vice versa, if you're hitting a draw or a hook, you line up on the left side of the tee box, the left tee marker, hit out towards the right rough, and then draw that bad boy in. So, lining up on the right side of the tee box doesn't sound like much. It really doesn't. It sounds pretty elementary. But geometrically, you're, you're trying to make your ball stay in play or stay in the fairway. So that's really, really important. Okay. Um, But what we really talked about is staying back behind the ball at impact. Okay. So if you looked at any sport, this is what we talked about last week. Sorry to be redundant, but maybe me clarifying a little bit more will help you. So let's take baseball, tennis, and golf three sports with ball club. At the moment of impact, And I just want you to research this. Nowadays, we, you can look at baseball players and just look at a front angle of a video. And you'll see at the moment of impact when the bat is hitting the ball, the player, the main axis is behind that. Same thing with tennis. Now, golf. Okay, so most men try to beat the heck out of the ball. So they'll slide ahead of that magical, you know, that little, that line, that magical line where the ball's at. And then as soon as you do that, Two things well three things happen. A, you lose power. There's no spring effect. So like when you watch a baseball player hit a home run, I mean, everything is behind that and they're really releasing. Same thing with golf. When you see a golfer really hit a drive, let's just take Brooke, Brooks Kepka. I mean, the guy just you know, nails it. It doesn't matter who it is. It could be Mike Harmon, who's the smallest, you know, shortest and and probably shortest of the Ryder Cup and and uh of a player out on tour. I don't think he hits a 285, you know, on average, which nowadays is pretty short, but you got to stay back behind the ball. So with that said, Paul, what, what can help me get back behind the ball? And the best way I've, I've figured it out over years with lessons is so if you're righty, I try to tell my student their left ear, keep their left ear behind that sliding glass window. The sliding glass window is going to be where the golf ball is. And if you can do that, what you feel is you just – it almost feels like more weights on your right side, on your back side, if that makes sense. But what this does is it helps launch the golf ball up into the air, and that's really, really what you want to do, okay? The driver is so important, guys and gals. You got to have the driver. If you don't have the driver, it just makes for a long day. And frankly, uh, you know, when we hit that driver good, isn't it a good feeling to outdrive your buddy by two, three yards? <laughs> Sometimes two yards is better than 20 yards. You know, we're playing Tomoka Oaks one day. Tomoka Oaks is a golf course that unfortunately closed down in Ormond Beach. And so we're playing a tournament out there back in the 90s. And Kenny Whitmer, who is a great friend of mine, we still play every, we still play quite a bit. But anyway, I hit my drive, and Kenny was pretty long off the tee. And he outdrove me by forty-five, fifty yards, believe it or not. And a lot of times, yet it's all how the roll is. You may, I mean, I may have hit a bump, whatever. Uh, uh, uh. Casual water or something like that, but anyway, he comes up to me all serious. We're on the same team, mind you, and he says, "Hey, Polly, did you hear about the new Walmart Super Walmart going in?" I said, "No." He goes, "Yeah, it's in between my golf ball and yours," and that was just classic. We were just laughing our butts off. But quick little story. So if you outdrive your buddy, use that one, okay? Hey, Jimmy, did you hear about the new Super Walmart going in? No, I didn't. Where's it? In between my golf ball and yours. So anyway, go ahead and use that. One. And that's that'll always bring up some. Uh, some good fun antics after that okay so for the new folks listening or for the uh the veterans that have been listening since march on my show here are the driving ranges in palm coast and the places to practice number one i'm going to promote grand reserve because i teach out there grand reserve is in Bonello off us1 nice little driving range a little putting green not the best chipping green which we had a chipping green but we don't have Much of a chipping green, but anyway, it's still a great place to practice. You could chip right there on the putting green as well. So, so you got Grand Reserve, you got Palm Harbor. Great practice facility behind the green there. Uh, Behind the green, behind the clubhouse is a practice facility over by the water on Palm Harbor. If you know, if you've been there, you know what I'm talking about. It's great. I used to go there five, six in the evening. You got an hour or so of, of, of daylight and. It's quiet. You know, you got a good place to practice. Cypress snow is looking good folks. These days I'm running through these golf courses. Cause if you all, you know, let's promote our local golf courses. Cypress snow is in great shape. Uh, pine lakes. Yeah. I hear it's struggling a little bit, but I hear it's coming back. I don't know. You know, you never know what rumors are true or whatever, but find out for yourself, go over there, buy a couple, you know, buckets of balls, get some practice in over there. Um, Support our local golf courses is really important. Ocean Palm, poor Ocean Palm. What a golf course. I've got so many memories at Ocean Palm. Um, it's a shame to see the condition that it's in. Hopefully Flagler Beach uh, will get someone to take it over. I'd love to. If I had, if I had the resources, I would really think about it. But uh, at 55 years old, I don't know if I want to venture into something that big. But uh, go to Ocean Palm, though. It's a great little—I've I've taught so many lessons at Ocean Palm. Craig Shanklin used to be there. I don't know if if you—it's um, a pretty cool story about Craig Shanklin. Craig Shanklin, who teaches at an LPGA, you can research him. He's top 100 teachers in the world. He's been top 100 for many, many years. Taught Beth Daniels for years at Ocean Palm, mind you. Anyway, back in the early 90s, there was a guy named Mo Norman. Mo Norman was considered one of the best ball strikers. If you've heard of him, you know what I'm talking about. And Craig used to give, or, you know, Mo and Craig used to give free golf clinics. Mo would be up there Wednesdays at 11 o'clock. This is the early 90s, mid 90s. And then Craig really took him under his wing, Craig Shanklin, that is, and got Titleist to sponsor him. They gave him golf balls and clubs. Mo was a very unique individual, he was from Canada. Story goes where, you know, he would come down here in the winter months, he would play the mini tour events, and he was so good, the stories go at Tomoka, Tomoka Oaks, the golf course that closed, on the first hole he hit three drives and the balls were actually touching each other, it looked like a mushroom. I mean, there's so many really, really crazy stories of how good he was. Hey, even Jack Nicholas and Lee Trevino said he's one of the best ball strikers ever. I witnessed him. I've seen him hit drivers off the deck, off the fairway, I've seen him... Just hit some really, really incredible shots. So, anyway, um, so Ocean Palm, another great little golf course there, a lot of history there. I uh, hope that comes back. And then, of course, you got Palaka Golf Course, just about 30 minutes west of us. If you want a nice little road trip, that's a great place to go play. Andy Hartz, the general manager uh, out there, great staff. They're really friendly. The beer is cheap, it's cold. <laughs> and uh, they even have a little drive-through window. So you can come off hole number five if you've ever played it. You know what I mean? It goes one, two, three, four, five. Comes back to the clubhouse. And then six is a par three right behind the clubhouse there. Do yourself a favor. Go see Andy at it, Palaka Golf Club. It's a Donald Ross golf course. It's really a cool golf course. And um, you'll get a really good experience from it. So just watching the golf channel today off, off topic of that. So those are the local courses, folks. Please try to promote and uh, support those clubs. It would be great. So golf, I've talked about this before, and I try to talk about something where golf is a healer. And I've personally witnessed it. I used to teach Nick, who had autism. And when this young man, I'm going back to Ocean Palm. Ocean Palm days, 2000. Three, 2004, five, and six, I was out there, and Nick was one of my weekly lessons, and he had, uh, no, I'm sorry, he didn't have autism in my bed, he had Tourette's syndrome, and uh, his grandmother was his guardian, uh, and she just said that she just, he looked forward to our lessons like incredible. And it was really something that just made me feel really good. But anyway, I was watching on the Golf Channel today about police officers and how they are also getting involved with like a Ryder Cup format. And I was watching where NYPD was playing against Chicago PD. And you you all probably seen it. Well, that was super cool. They call it Stars and Shields. And uh, so full disclosure, my father... Mom and dad are still alive. They live up in Smith Mountain Lake, Virginia, Roanoke, just outside of Roanoke, Virginia. And dad was a cop. My dad was a Suffolk County cop for 28 years up in Long Island. So I've kind of witnessed some crazy stuff being a son of a cop. I've witnessed, I mean, so... Like, when all the the uh, defund police, that really got to me, and I, I know it got to a lot of people, and I'm not getting into all that, but we all have our own opinions, but the blue does so much, so good. The police are really um, there for us, and of course, you know, hey, every occupation, do you think every occupation has perfect, perfect employees? No the answer is no so but overall the blue is is really awesome and they do a lot okay a lot of people don't understand how much baloney they go through i witnessed it with my dad so i've seen bricks go through our front window this is a true story now you know if my dad who's a local cop if he gave a ticket to somebody and my dad was like the coolest old school cop he would never give you a ticket he would find out what you did for a living <laughs> and try to barter with you you know that was back in the day you know what i'm talking about if you, but anyway um point is this it's good to see golf helping our police officers that also have issues um you know mentally like you know some of them you know take their lives and it's it's really sad to see so this is helping them and i just wanted to to throw that out there it's really a good thing and obviously and um I hope it just continues to get bigger and bigger and bigger. You know, like Wounded Warriors is involved in golf, Folds of Honors. I'm wearing my Folds of Honors shirt as we speak. Um, you know, then you've got PGA Hope helping our Patriots everywhere. Now we got Stars and Shields, which is for the police officers, which is really cool. So, um, no, I just wanted to mention that. I thought it was really super cool, you know, coming off the Ryder Cup. So, um, but hey, Where's what we're going to do? We're going to take a little break right now for uh, for some nice announcements. Uh, we're going to come back in just a minute. Stay right there. We'll be with Rich Smith, PJ member, and we'll talk about the Ryder Cup. Stay there. Stay right there.
1: Want to flex your golf skills but don't have the time for a full eighteen holes? Head on down to the Palm Harbor Golf Club. You can hit up our driving range with a bucket of balls for a long-distance workout or head over to our putting green to work on your short game. Either way, you're going to get in a great game of golf. For more information or to book a tee time, visit us at palmharborgolfclub.com or give us a call at 386-986-4653. That's 386-986-GOLF.
0: Welcome back to On the Green here with Paul Tretner and my good friend Rich Smith. Just called in. Rich, how are we doing, buddy? Fantastic. Good morning, Paul. Good morning to you, buddy. So, uh, uh, Ryder Cup, Rich. So, you know, hey, look here. 1993 was the last time that the United States won on Europe's soil. And that is uh, that stays the same. <laughs> We lost. Uh, what's your thoughts on the Ryder Cup, buddy?
1: Well, it was uh, kind of a blowout. I, I really feel like, although it was possible, it was kind of over after day one. But mm-hmm. That's just my view as someone that's been spectating this event for mm-hmm. 50 years. Sure. And I've been, to, I've been to a couple of them, and I know a few captains, I know a few players. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, you can't lose the first session 4-0. Oh, that's such a hill to climb, the way the format is and the way the points are. It's doable, but they just didn't have it.
0: No, they didn't. And, you know, uh, the announcer, as soon as for no, for zip, it was, the, they said the same thing. It was just really hard to come back, you know. But I, I, we did come back. If you look at the, the final day, obviously, I mean, if those two early flip, if and buts were candy, you know, you can't, hindsight is is twenty twenty. But it's amazing how we did come back a little bit on that. Um, My friend Keith Bach, uh, Rich, who you met at the Masters this year, Keith, who lives up in Hilton Head, he was there and he sent me some videos. He was walking down a fairway and it got really wild. And you know what? It's really exciting and really um, every two years – you got the Ryder Cup, and it gets really – every year it gets pretty loud, obviously, and just very competitive, I guess is the word. And it's good to see. Even with the Joe LaCava thing, you and I discussed it a little bit off air. So that Joe LaCava thing, I will say this. I have never seen a caddy <laughs> kind of interrupt a player. Another caddy not, – not his caddy, another caddy interrupt a player ever in my life, you know. Uh, right. So that was, that was pretty wild. I've never seen that before, you know. What would you think of that?
1: (laughs) Well, I I don't – Joe's a good guy. I know him a little bit. And uh, I don't think he did that intentionally. I think it got blown way out of proportion. And, you know, look, with the Ryder Cup Mm -hmm. and with golf in general in the United States right now, anything that can be sensationalized into a story Mm -hmm. becomes the provocation for Mm -hmm. theories on what's really going on behind the scenes. There was a whole bunch of stuff with – Patrick Cantley and Xander Shoffley, too. Mm-hmm. There was the controversy about supposedly Zach told uh, Jordan Spieth to change clubs, and I don't know that that's the case. Um, Zach, there's said, just a lot of pontification,
0: right? Zach said afterwards that day because I, because again, there's another thing that's never we've never seen before where the captain literally went in. And changed his club to a certain extent. And Zach justified it by saying that he was wanted him to hit it left or, you know, too far left, there was no shot. So he wanted to be short left is what he was telling him. But the way Jordan right. hit it, it looked like Jordan was going right for the flag. And, you know, we know the outcome right there. So, yeah. Little, little, uh, you know, next year, Rich. I've never been to a Ryder Cup, and with that said, you've been to a couple, and and what is the atmosphere like? It's got to be incredible.
1: Yeah, it is. It's mm. quite a party, and you know, I've never been to a European Ryder Cup, only United States ones, and right. you know, you get you get some European supporters from overseas that come, just like you do Americans that go overseas when it's in Europe. Sure, but it's primarily a U.S. crowd, right. and depending on your location, it can be. More of a party vocal atmosphere than others. I think mm-hmm. Beth Page is going to be very exciting. This could be a raucous New York crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great golf course. They've already, you know, started speculating that Tiger will be the captain. Wow. And I don't know about that for sure. I think he'd be a great one. Yeah, and a great one for Beth Page. But I don't know that he's quite ready to do that yet, mm-hmm. uh, despite his challenges with his health. Yep. But I think he'd be fantastic. I think the biggest thing the Americans got to get over. There's a perception out there Mm -hmm. that there's too much money talk still continuing. Mm -hmm. And granted that's been going on for years, but you know, for one week a year and it's only a three day event um, to play for your country. Can't they just say, forget about the money. It's not like they're paying for the, for the expenses.
0: I've never, Um, I just, you know what? I would look at any tour player in the face and say, look, are you kidding me? You can't even play a, a Ryder Cup and and bitch about money. And meanwhile, you know they're all got fat bank accounts, right? I mean, look, I understand they work hard and all that, but you're representing your country for God's sake. So, so yes, I agree with you, and I think everyone listening probably leans in that direction just simply because it's not like it's not like they're paying their own expenses. I mean, they you know they get everything carte blanche. You know what I mean? So. Um, yeah, you know, it's
1: quite a party. But, you know, they're arguing that these events bring in tons of revenue, which they do.
0: Uh-huh. But
1: what they don't think about, and the, the size of the bank accounts is not relevant in my mind, but, sure. you know, sure. the domestic Ryder Cup in the United States every four years, that basically floats the boat for the PGA of America for a four-year fiscal cycle, hmm where the PGA of America is supporting 29,000 PGA members that are Mm -hmm. grassroots growing the game. Mm -hmm. And that's a bigger impact than the tour stars. Mm -hmm. So to complain about not picking up a million dollars that week, Mm -hmm. they're getting 200 grand for the charity of their choice. So I Mm would say, thank you. I'm proud to play for my country and stop the – out the
0: chitchat in yeah. my opinion i i agree too i agree i really do i am i plan to go to beth page this year i've never been to a Ryder cup i'm from long island i've played beth black several times we played it in college and high school we played the red there's five golf courses in beth state park you've got the black that's obviously the most famous then you got the red you got green yellow and blue those are the five golf courses. Whether or not there's still five there, I think there is. I mean, you know, as far as I know, there are. There are. Um, but I, I plan to go. I mean, I got family. I got this. So we're, we're going. Maybe you and I will go together. Who knows, Rich? You know what I mean?
1: I think we should do that. That th- would be great. I think um, we should go that'd up there. That would be
0: fantastic. I think it's going to be an incredible, incredible um, rematch. I mean, but you know, hey, look, we a lot of people don't realize. Two years ago, up at Whistling Straits, we manhandled Europe. Really, you know, pretty good. Again, home course advantage is. I was listening this morning. You know, there's uh, n- no matter what sport it is, there's a little bit of an advantage. They say baseball or football is a three point advantage. They, that I don't know if, how true that is, but it's got to be such an advantage to be, um, you know, your home
1: well, golf course. It, let me put it this way to the, the listeners out there that are, you know, average golfers ranging from zero handicaps to 30 handicaps. Mm-hmm. Where are they going to do better and, and feel more comfortable? Of the course they play all the time or a place they're playing just once because they went there for some type of an event. It's the same thing. Right. And not only that, but you know, the setup of the golf course for the Ryder cup is, is determined by the captain for the host team. Mm-hmm. So they set up the courses to, to to favor the statistical strengths of their own team. sure. And, you know, American golf is a little bit more bomb and gougy, mm-hmm. where the Europeans tend to be a little bit more clinical. Mm-hmm. So, of course, they bring the fairways in, they grow the rough, sure. uh, and they make it a little bit more penalizing around the greens, where the U.S. makes it a little bit more wide open. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw comments right after the loss on, on social media uh-huh. that we should not have a stitch of rough at Beth page, just make it all fairway length. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going too far, but... That kind of suits the two teams in general uh, terms about their playing abilities and their strengths.
0: Yeah, and I think it's—I think that's part of the cool part about it, though. You know what I mean? I mean, I know you agree with me on that. Is that they can set their own golf course? I mean, that's the strategy, I guess. You know, and so what? Luke Donald realized they got all these stats nowadays, right? And they said that we. The Americans were so much better with our wedges. I mean, how much better, right? These guys are so good, but uh, our wedges are better than them. So they took the wedges out of our hands, and uh, I guess it worked, <laughs>
1: you know. But, yes, it, it worked wonderfully. And the other thing too is, I know they put a big accent point on it on the broadcast mm-hmm. and on the media and on the on the internet. But uh, you know, the alternate shot format. Yeah. I don't know why we can't find twelve Americans that can pair up nicely in six and six or four and four. Yeah. From, mornings or afternoons where they can handle an alternate shot. I know mm-hmm. the hard part for me when I played alternate shot in the past is the fact that you're only hitting half the shot. Right. So you kind of like have a longer stretch of time in between what you're used you to.
0: You got that right. Get, yeah.
1: No, you got to mentally prepare for that. And you know, mm-hmm. there's enough, Uh, similarities between those players. I think Paul Azinger did it the best in 08 when he created the pod system. Mm -hmm. And he put personalities and, like, games in these pods of four. Mm -hmm. Um, And that just seemed to work good for him. Uh, If you remember the 08 writer. I do,
0: and they talked
1: about that a little bit, you know. I was
0: looking at the parents, too. uh, And, like, Jordan Spieth and, uh, again, this is just my personal. I wouldn't have put him and Justin Thomas together. They've been friends forever. I mean, I know you could look at it that way or you look at it a different way. Like, you know, maybe they, he would inspire someone else. So you can, you can go back and forth to that. Um, you know, which which is the best parents and so forth. But Rich, you know what? We're, we're almost out of time, my friend. So, um, with that said, I covered driver earlier. Okay. And one of the, my most important things is staying back behind the ball in 30 seconds. Could you, is there anything that with the driver? Uh, that is, you think is most important for our amateurs listening right now to help them with their tee shot?
1: Is there anything that yeah, you have? A, a thousand percent. It's uh, human nature mm-hmm. to want to swing it really hard because yes. it's the longest club in the bag. Yes, Swing it at 80% all the time. Only yes. go 100 when you really have to, and you know yes. you're clicking it good. Otherwise, go 80%. Put it in the fairway at not your max distance, but then have an iron in your hand that you can chop under the green and, and keep the scores low
0: rich that is such because i didn't cover that tempo folks your driver is the longest golf club in your golf bag so that's going to create the largest uh swing arc you know so that just they, you know that just verifies that you want to swing a lot smoother so well look rich we've got to run my friend thank you so much uh folks thank you for tuning in next week we're going to have a little surprise guest so you better tune in Ten thirty next week have a great week Play well. Keep it in the short grass.